0: Great to see you all this morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord. So good to see you all this morning on Sunday. Listen, you are the second group, so you've had at least two cups of coffee. So I'm expecting an awesome response from each and every one of you. And this morning is extremely special to us because we have our pastors, Naomi and I, we have our pastors all the way from South Africa, Pastor Harold and Maud, and Pastor Maud. We are truly grateful. And, you know, I've been sort of talking about them all weekend, but just want to honor them again, coming all the way, taking the time to do this, leaving their church. Man, I tell you what, guys, their church is like when you step in there, you're stepping into the oven. It's like... like uh, you know, I think it was Reinhard Bonnke, evangelist Reinhard Bonnke, that used to say that a, a fly doesn't sit on a hot stove. Let me tell you, when you would walk in there, every fly would just go <laughs> right out the door when you walked into that place. And I'm just so grateful that I've had the opportunity, the blessing, to sit under your covering and your ministry, Pastor Harold and and Maude, Pastor Maud, We we are, we honour the two of you. We're so grateful to the to, to the both of you. And um, I just I, I just you know they've taught me. Guys, they've taught me everything I know. And I'm just so grateful. And I was I was telling Pastor Harold during the break, it just feels like we just like in total unity with with everything that he's preaching, everything that he's saying. Like we I just feel so connected. I just feel so connected to the two of you. And I'm just, Naomi and I are just so grateful for your for your leadership, for your covering, for your man, I phone them. It doesn't matter whether they You know, Pastor Maud will be in the middle of the, the mall, and she'll answer the phone and say, you know, what do you need, Alex? What's going on? You know, they're always there for us, and we're just so grateful, so thankful. So let's welcome Pastor Harold as he comes forward. Let's give him a warm, warm welcome. Thank you, Pastor Harold.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Can you give the Lord a proper praise offering? <laughs> Let's stand up. Give Jesus one more praise offering. Let's give him glory. Let's give him honor. Let's give him praise. Let's worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much. It's uh, also from our side, certainly, it's, uh, it's a great privilege to be here it is a long journey, you know, we fly, flew to Dubai and then from there to here is about 13 and a half hours and you have a time jump of eight hours and uh, it is, it is it's, you know, from point of departure to point of, of actually settling down in the hotel on this side is about 30 to 32 hours and uh, it's far from here. But of course, I think if you fly via the other route via just Cape down straight here, that's a different story. But that is not why I am here. I'm here by the word of God to be in this nation. Can you say amen? What a great nation. What a great people. What impresses me most of all is the quality of the people I see here at the church. Excuse me, I'm out of Africa, I don't see too many people around here. But if I look at what I see here, I'm highly encouraged for the future of your nation. Because it's like that. If the foundations are being shaken and destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, you'll find out a little bit more about that a little bit later as we go into the sermon to talk about it. But with that being said to Pastor Alex, my very good friend, Apostle, Dr. Apostle Papas, outstanding doctor. Uh, just in history of our country, outstanding man. And um, he, and of course, Alex, thank you. Naomi, thank you, the two of you. And she's always smiling. I don't know, she's just always smiling. And uh, if I say Alex, you know, forgive me because he's like one of my sons. And uh, so, you know, I saw him as a young man, was 1994, I said, coming into the church, and he just wanted to go into the ministry. 97. How do I say? 94, 97. Doesn't really matter. Well, you're talking, what is that, 26 years? Right? Yeah. So, he was uh, this young boy, actually, and he just, he would weep and cry. He just wants to serve the Lord and said, Your time had not yet come. But his time came. and The Lord brought him across here, and the Lord planted the seed over here. And an amazing achievement, we give glory to God, we thank the Lord for each and every one of you here today. And uh, I really honor and think of you. But remember this, uh, Jesus Christ is in control. Nothing and no one else. If the foundations are being shaken, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. Can you say amen? And the NIV translation is like, forceful people of the kingdom. Take it by force. You advance. there's never a retreat of the kingdom. Because you have got the standard constitution of the kingdom of God right here. It's the living word that lives and abide forever. Heaven and earth will pass. My words will remain forever. So I say, prescribed book number one for all mankind. Go to university. Go anywhere you want to go. College, whatever. Prescribed book. This is your workshop manual. Goes with you everywhere. It must be in the church, you know, because I could quote like from First Imaginations. Chapter number one, First Imaginations verse one, and it would be wrong. So you don't want to quote from First Imaginations. You want to have your Bible, sort of the spirit with you so that you can be edified through the building of the word so that your faith can become completed. You become strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Can you say Amen. amen. Well, I'm beginning to speed up here because I have little time to say very much, so I'll have to talk at like 500 words a second. Now, yeah, I don't know, that's impossible, but anyway, per minute, shall I say. But, so there are things to share, and I've got this session, I've got tonight's session. I'll continue tonight briefly with that, and I need to get back to the standard scripture which I gave right in the year of 1986. We talked about the month of, of end of November when the Bible school graduated there, and I had a message. i would do that tonight. Even though it'd be brief because of what happens, but it's very good to see that there are leaders of note being raised up also here in the USA. <laughs> Amen. Well, dear friends, I want to say to you today that uh, I want us to, you know, just a moment close there and go with me to the book of Colossians and in chapter number one, if you go there in Colossians chapter and one, and uh, just do a little bit of reading. And uh, just to bring those people who were not here either this morning or last night, I normally say I drop a pin. I could drop a pin on a subject like, for example, say, let's say the subject of love and I drop a pin on the chapter. I say. Yeah, let's drop a pin on 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Though I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, then I am something else. Can you say amen? Amen. Or else, if I say drop a pin, it means the whole context. Read the context there. So we just do that. Right, so here we are in Colossians chapter number 1, and I'm talking 24 is the verse. 1 and 24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you. And fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, for the sake of his body, which is the church. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the Word of God. Can you say amen? Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the Word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed, God willed, to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Everybody say, Christ in me. This is a major situation here. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, we drop down to Colossians chapter number 2, and I'll just take it here. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Everybody say, in me. For in him dwells all the fullness of of the Godhead bodily. I repeat, in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Christ in me, in whom all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power and everybody say, and I am complete in him. Christ in you, the hope of glory, and you are complete in him. So a lot of people do not know what this really, really says in the context of its application in everyday life when you think of life as it is. So from there, I will go because I want to take you to some very powerful scripture now that needs to be unlocked so that your ability to deal with whatever the efforts are of an enemy out there, which it really is, you know, Colossians 2:14 tells you uh, that drop a pin there, Colossians chapter number two, and uh, around the 14th verse says, these words, having spoiled all principalities and powers, he made a rule of them, uh, a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. That word spoiled means to disarm. He disarmed. It's like take the weapons away, whatever they were. Disarmed all the principalities and powers. So that means the devil has been disarmed. So don't give the devil glory. Give Jesus glory. Give the Lord a praise offering everybody. So if I go to Ephesians chapter number six, I can quote it, but I don't want to quote now because I think it's better for everybody to see. Here are the principles of memory, you see it, you speak it, when you read it, you understand it, you hear your own voice reading it, and so use as many of your natural senses to become involved and you form a picture and it stays. Amen. It works like a picture, it's like a video. Ephesians chapter 6 and the 10th verse. Finally, my brethren, he's coming to the end of the book of Ephesians, one of the most outstanding books in the Bible containing enormously powerful prayers of the Apostle Paul. Enormous stuff here. It's a systematic unfolding. The two books, Ephesians and of course Romans, the book of Romans, form the foundation, first the book of Romans, of the entire Christian, early Christian church, for some 315 to 17 years until the edict of Constantine, the emperor. Finally, my brethren, he comes to the conclusion, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay. Huge verse there. Huge one. We get back to it. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand Against the wiles, the schemes, the strategies of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand, to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Now, for the, for the sake of the people that were here and not here last night, I need to say to you, let's get it like this. Then you memorize and then you know how it can become as a picture. Think of yourself now. You begin at the top, the helmet of salvation. Can you say amen? amen. Right. Drop down. The breastplate of righteousness. Drop down. Gird your loins with the truth. Drop down. Gird your feet with the preparation or the preparedness of the gospel of peace. Two meanings in there, but the preparation of the gospel of peace, which we'll is quote now. Now, for the first time, from the shoes up, your feet are shod, you now take up the sword of the Spirit and the shield of faith, the shield of faith wherewith you quench all the fiery darts of the enemy and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And now you know that you are in Christ, Ephesians 1 Colossians, chapter number three, in Christ, two pins there, Ephesians 1 Colossians 3. Um, now, of course, you're in Christ, hidden in God, and sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Let me just take a minute on that. If I just take one minute on that one quickly. In Christ, hidden in God, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So, there's your name on a piece of paper. That is, let's say for this example now, Pastor Alex Papas. So, he is, that's him. He writes his name, puts it in an envelope. And he takes the envelope and he puts the envelope there and he seals it. And he seals the thing. Now he's in Christ. However, you take that envelope and you put it in a bigger envelope and you seal it with the Holy Spirit of promise. And now you're right inside there. So you are in Christ, hidden in God, sealed With the Holy Spirit promise, shut it all up, and that's you protected by God. It's you inside. Are you all with me? Give the Lord a praise offering right now. So, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand. Stand therefore. And then it gives you the armor of God, which we've covered now. And uh, it goes on. But it is going on to a point where you have praying always. That's a verb in the Greek. Praying. Put on the armor of God. Praying. So, to me, it is like this. I put on the armor of God two, three times already this morning in prayer. Like every day. Like every single day. I am in Christ. Hidden in God. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise the envelopes, and there's your life before God. You are protected and no man can harm you because greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah Jesus. Now it says praying always. Everybody say always. always. That's like every day of your life. And with all prayer. Notice the word there when you say all prayer. In fact, you're in the Greek, it tells you every kind of prayer. It tells you all manner of prayer. Look at the old classic, the old classic Amplified Bible, a new Amplified Bible, but the old one brings that all manner of prayer. So like I said last night, there's like at least 11 types of prayer. Lately, I've been doubting that I thought there were more because I'm scanned and I think, okay, I see that, see that there, there, and it comes together but there are at least 11 kinds of prayer. You can teach a quarter of a year on that. Then he says, praying always, in other words, using all manner of prayer, it's like you don't play uh, American football with a baseball bat. Are you with me? There is a thing that applies. Given the situation where you get yourself or find yourself in, you're gonna use a certain mode of prayer. See? If you know this is the will of God concerning this, because always and forever, everything you do has got to be absolutely consistent with this book. So the supernatural, which is very often wrongly used, becomes the natural for him who is in Christ hidden in God sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Because that is the kingdom lifestyle. Maud is very strong on teaching the kingdom of God lifestyle. So now it says all prayer and supplication. The word supplication takes it to another level. It's a intensified. I've always seen it as, you know, uh, it comes out of my mother tongue because I'm not English. But if I look at my mother tongue, then it tells me immediately that it, it is like an intense kind of prayer, like Hannah and Panina when at the tab- uh, tabernacle of. Uh, Shiloh or Shiloh, we say Shiloh in the Hebrew, the tabernacle at Shiloh where she was praying for the little boy Samuel to, to uh, be born. And so that is a supplication that she's making, the tears are rolling. There's an intensity when it comes to supplication where the prayer of faith is just take the word of God, God says this, I say the same thing, I pray. What things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive. I believe it, Lord, and I walk in accordance with that. Can you say amen? (laughs) Being watchful to this end with all perseverance. Watchful perseverance for, and supplication, there it is, for all the saints. Okay, continuing with all, you, you, you need here is the full armor of God. So in yourself you have to build a hedge of protection around your life, through your prayer life. I build a hedge of protection always around the family. Your family, your children. You build this hedge of protection. What I also pointed out to Pastor Alex yesterday on the road. I don't know, I just came from from I don't know, the Lord just gave me a word and I, I actually grabbed my cell phone and quickly went to the Webster's Dictionary to just make sure, but it's the word that came out that I was talking to him, he was asking a question, I'm answering it, so the next thing I use, the word bastion, okay, now bastion is like, if you see a fortress, a typical fortress, if you know anywhere where there's a fortress, you have these towers at particular points, why? Because those towers that are sitting at those points, they're the bastions. They have like soldiers' there, like in the city, ancient city of Jerusalem. I've walked those walls, been there 32 times, and I walk those walls over and over and over. And I go, and you see, this is where they would congregate the soldiers on this corner, that corner, those are the bastions. And then they would be there, and they would be places where they had a powerful lookout in any direction. And they would fortify that because they were the watchmen, you watchmen on the walls. <laughs> give yourself, says the book of Isaiah, no rest when you make mention of the Lord. When you speak, when you pray, give yourself no rest. But now there's these bastions. So what happens is, let me make it practical for you in your own life. And that is that, let's say, for example, I have a weakness in an area. I build a build fortress there, right there. So I know I've got another weakness, like in this area of build another bastion there. So the areas of your weakness, you fortify. Amen. Yes. So when you get to that, you come to the place where you build a hedge of protection, like in Job chapter number one. And uh, you read about that. And even there, you see how God helped him. So through your prayers, you build a hedge of protection around your family, everything that is valuable to you in your life. By the way, Jesus loves you. Amen, Amen. give the Lord a thank <laughs> of him, just give him thanks. Now I wanna to go to uh, Ephesians chapter six and 10, go back there. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Seems a very innocent little verse there, not so. It explodes literally in the Greek because you have three words there. Now, I just read you that in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and then I read you the the verse in Colossians 2 and 10, and then I went on there and I said, and you are complete in him. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Christ in you, the hope of glory, in him dwells the fullness of Godhead bodily and he dwells within you greater is he in you than he who is in this world and the devil's been disarmed now you have authority and power people do not understand spiritual authority and that is a thing that is very necessary particularly when it comes to fivefold ministry where people stand in office like Pastor Alex he gets ordained there is a mantle that falls on his life there comes with it spiritual authority See, and with that spiritual authority, he's able to deal with anything in this area as God wants to do whatever God wants to do. He sees to it that he can achieve what he sets out. He's your leader. Can you say amen? amen? So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The word strong is one of three Greek words in the application, a lemma, where you find it here that these three Greek words can be translated as power. And you find it would be, be power in the Lord and in the power of his power. You can translate like that, but it's three different Greek words giving you slight different meaning and the one bolts on the other. First one's a familiar one. We talk about the day of Pentecost when they're all in one accord in the upper room, then suddenly there's Acts chapter number two, by the way, drop a pen there, verse one when suddenly there was heard a sound as of a mighty rushing wind, which filled the place where they were seated. They were seen by them divided, cloned in tongues of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit as the Spirit gave them spoken in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, brethren, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel, Joel, uh, that in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, Acts two thirty-eight. And they were cut to the heart, and then struck in their heart. By what was going and said what brethren what must we do to be saved repent therefore and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the lord you receive the gift of the holy spirit christ in you through faith i receive him in my heart i pray and now i obey i got the holy spirit on the inside of me and now i have power and authority to rule and to occupy till the lord comes can you say amen that's for all of us hallelujah so Power here is the Greek word dunamis. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Acts 1 and 8. That word dunamis is normally used in the context of understanding a special ability, ability to do things that you couldn't do if he didn't give you that ability. That's the power of the Holy Spirit coming into your life. So I've had this miraculous ability to pray and to Let's put it this way, just tackle things in life and become an achiever. And just, if it wasn't for the Lord, I would never have been able to do this. How many can say those words now? Right. If it wasn't for the Lord, then where would we have been? But now because of that ability that comes through the Holy Spirit, you are complete in Him. His Spirit dwells in you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is a temple, and He's on the inside there, and you are willing to work and to do according to his good pleasure. So, dunamis is self-explanatory. However, the next one there adds to it again, the word tau, in this case, it's kratos. Now, kratos is very important from this context. I'm just here right now. Um, If I, and in the power of his might, I do that purposely because I want to read you the dictionary. Uh, Here from the BDAC dictionary, a very powerful one. And it says this This power is the resident strength. Everybody say resident Resident Strength. strength. Now, when Paul says to the church, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, he's actually saying, Within you now, Christ in you, the hope of glory, you now have a resident strength that stays right there and immediately is available. You are available through Christ now through your prayer life to mobilize that resident strength. So you have the miraculous ability matched with resident strength. And when you pray in the name of Jesus, with power and authority, you take authority over principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual oaths, of and wickedness, the heavenly, whatever it is, whatever it is, where you find the enemies coming against you, you come against the devil and whatever he's got to offer because he's been disarmed. You now take what you have and by the name of Jesus, you say, for example, excuse me for a second, Come out in the name of Jesus. Or go in the name of Jesus. Or get thee behind me in the name of Jesus. Give Jesus a praise <laughs> offering right now. So we all understand Dunamis, we understand, we understand Kratos, and we get to number three of his might. This word might is a Greek word which is called ichthos. I've got to be careful, Dr. Popper said he speaks Greek. But here we have now we have this ability that comes, which is called Ichthos. And uh, if I look at it here, I could see it here on the Greek text. And now remember, remember if we go with this, there's you, and you, and you, and you. You have ability, thank God, yes. to overcome, to achieve, to be successful, what things soever God lays on your heart never give up, for he works on the inside of you. But the moment you unleash through your prayer life, the Kratos, this I want to read, I purposely want to read it here. It is the capability, it is literally that which mobilizes that ability, that Ichthus, the power of his might, becomes now operative, working. Through your prayer life, when you pray, you unleash threefold, three three conceptual, so to speak, power which is resident within you through your prayer life against all obstacles, barricades, difficulties, even when you do not quite understand how to deal with things First Corinthians chapter number two, drop a pen towards the end of that chapter. I say on the chapter, but go to the end of that chapter, which talks about the, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. These are foolishness unto him, and he cannot discern them. However, the spiritual man judges all things, yet he is judged by no man. And then he goes on verse number 16. He says, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Everybody say, I have the mind of Christ. Now, the activation happens all during your prayer life. So, if you have a very powerful prayer life, it's happened to me over and over and over again. You know, it's like, I don't want to leave this prayer meeting now. I want to stay right where I am. Lord, just whatever happens now, I know I've got to go in the world. I've got to go into this day, but I don't. I've been here, and Lord, now, please come with me. Just... You know, this is the place to be now. And I'm worshipping God. You know what? I didn't say this in the first service. don't tell them this. But there is a prayer that says, Our Father, which art in heaven. Avenu Shima Shimai. It kadesh Shabcha. Tavomahoka sehet sobcha. ken our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and wow like that, the power of God's on you. Time and time again, my entire lifespan. First thing I learned was the, the royal prayer, the Our Father. You pray that prayer, that's the beginning of my prayer life, always there, pray it, believe it, speak every section of it with, like, emphatically, Our Father, which art in heaven,
0: hallowed be
1: thy name. Pause and think about it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And I dare to say, Lord, also in my life, please. See? Do numbers? Ichthus. Kratos ichthus. the threefold, threefold expression of unleashing the power. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, is what we're talking about. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, and the spiritual hosts of wickedness, the enemies. Therefore, wherefore, therefore. Take up the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And having done all to stand, now let's go there. Put on the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, gird your loins with the truth, your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Now with that in mind, you know there's a threefold power of the sevenfold Holy Spirit as we see in the Bible working now like a current going through you. And it just, you unleash that, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of knowledge, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Holy Spirit now. Let this Christ in me be released against that situation there. For I am not able, but you are very able to do this. Give him a praise. You know, out there in Africa, when you praise God, you got to stand on your feet and move your limbs and lift your hands and praise God in heaven above. Say Hallelujah. Amen. Unfortunately, like I said, you know, with Alex, Alex Papas here, we don't have any seat belts here for anybody, so no worry. But in Africa, we get up and we praise God. I have a friend who taught me just that. His name was Reinhard Bonker. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. So we were friends. We were, I did some work for him that he asked me to do, like with their television and things asked me to do some voiceover for him, but I saw him regularly in his his days. What a man of God, an inspiration to walk into. So I come from this area where I had cross-pollination of many of these very big men of God in my time. I thought always, thought, Lord, how am I blessed? I land up in the middle of this, and I watch how they pray. I watch what they did, and I watch what they didn't do. I look at them very carefully. What about their prayer life? What did they talk in natural discussion? Where do they float with their topics? And you find that men of the Spirit are just awesomely powerful. Amen. And you find that it, there is an impartation that comes to you. And when they lay hands on you, just like they did on Mordecai, and I, then something happens to you. See? Now, having said that, I've got to be very careful with my time because I've got a few minutes left and then it's got to be over, and I don't know how. So, now, what we see now, therefore, drop a Second in, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Let me just see now. Yeah, Second Corinthians chapter 10 from 3, 4, 5, and so on. That area there. There, maybe I need to read it instead of just quoting it, because then you've got to see it, you've got to hear it, um, and you have got to be part of it. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, three, four, five, as I said, and I'm going to read it rather. It says here, though we walk in the flesh, you know, the verse just above that says, there's some people that um, think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Then comes chapter 10 verse three. There are people that are kind of bold, uh, Paul in another place says, you know, we don't want to hear their words, but we want to see their power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And my speech and my reasoning, brethren, didn't come to you in the enticing words of human wisdom, but by the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. For the kingdom of God is power. So here we see, well, uh, you know, they think of us as though we walked according to the flesh. But, verse 3, for the, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare everybody say weapons, weapons. of my warfare my you see the armor of God now you find out you got weapons of warfare particularly the sword of the spirit the word of God and they overcome Romans, uh, Revelation 12 11, and they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony we overcome by the blood of the lamb might as well say amen on that Can you say, Amen? Amen. Oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes me whiter than snow. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. We honor you for the blood of Jesus, the blood of the everlasting covenant. We give... Oh, thank you for the blood of Jesus you be all glory and honor forevermore Lord forevermore Whew. though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh spiritual warfare is on another level my friend when you know dunamis erbos fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells within me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. You know. Amen. When you deal with some demon spirit, you know just what to do. Yes. I was saying this morning in the first session, you know, like Matthew 16, Matthew 18, both drop two pins there. What things ever you bind on earth shall be bound in the heavens, right? Yes. But what does the Greek say? The actual construct there. It goes like this. You find it in particularly the classic, classic Amplified Bible. You find it most probably in the Moffat's Bible, uh, the Voost Bible. You know, some of these Bibles bring us out very good, very nicely. So what things you bind on earth shall have already been bound in heaven. What things soever you loose on earth shall have already been loosed in heaven. So if it's in this book that it's a promise of God, it's already been loosed in heaven through the power of the blood covenant of our Lord and Savior. Shout amen. We understand binding and loosing. Now we know the devil doesn't like that kind of language but I really do not care what he wants. Amen. 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 So now, think of us that we walked according to the flesh. Verse three, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. To Namas. Kratos, ichthos, authority, power. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not of the flesh, but mighty, you better believe this, in God for the pulling down of strongholds, pulling down. It's like a demolition squad. Just break down whatever the devil wants to do around this area of the church. Take authority over all those forces. This nation, USA, belongs to Jesus Christ. USA, 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 USA. Everybody say USA. USA. Now I give him a proper praise offering everybody in this place. He's busy raising up warriors of righteousness. He's raising up prayer warriors. Today you get the key. Go out there and break down those strongholds. Can you say amen? Now what about the strongholds? Casting down arguments. Empty, vain, useless, empty reasonings. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So, by the stripes I'm being healed. But somebody says, you know, but you know what, you know, you know, my uh, name is sickness. I always listen to that. I think uh, you say your let's use, for example, I hope nobody's got that yet today. In fact, you shouldn't have it because it's not your property. God's paid for you to be healed. Let's say, let's call a word like gout, whatever that is. The doctor will know. But then people walk around and say, my gout, you know. I got gout. My gout is like this. I said, what? Since when? Does it, is it your property now? Okay, you've taken, you've really accepted that as part of your life. There you go, like that. Until the day that you realize that it's not yours, it's the enemy coming. You've got Dunamis, you've got Kratos, you've got ichthys. I have no further of this nonsense. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus of Nazareth. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself, every high thing, against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, this is important to the obedience of Jesus Christ. I have a saying these days that I say to people, I say, listen, number one, our ears are not trash cans. Okay? Number two, be very careful with the traffic up here. I often say to people, your mind is cluttered with news and things of the world instead of full of this. So, when your mind is so full, it is difficult to hear that still, small voice. Therefore, it's very imperative, imperative is the word, that you have a quiet time with the Lord in a journal, and you write down what at that moment you perceive. The word perceive means to observe intently with purpose over a period of time until you come to a conclusion that God reveals something. But you write it down. Tomorrow you get the same thing. And ultimately you find a pattern that is there. And you hear the tall, small voice. Like I was saying to Pastor Alex the other day, I'm busy praying, it's Sunday morning, I've gotta go preach. They're waiting on me and I wanna go as I get up from the floor to finish my prayer, suddenly I, in the, okay. If I think of me, I think of me, first person. But if the voice comes to me, the word of the Lord comes to me and says, you must now do this. All right, now I've learned to discern here. So he says, your gate is broken. Make the necessary arrangements that you can be on time at church. So, my first reaction is, because the thing is electronic, is to take my key set with, and I put it down, I actually put it in the car. Say no word to Maud, we're just going towards the gate. Press the button, the gate won't open. So I say to Maud, and this is the truth, I said to her, I have the keys, because the Lord just told me, take the keys with. So I get out, unlock the gate, push it open, go through, push it close behind us, worry about it tomorrow, because this happens to be Sunday. So he guides you constantly. He warns you, learn to listen and listen quick. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Yeah, I love that, that little song that says, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Everybody say, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Now give Jesus a praise offering today. That's right. Now, I am going to stop here. It says, no soldier that wars entangles himself in the affairs of this world. And you are the warriors of righteousness. I gave you keys for your future, for the success of your life. And I told you about these things. However, I am led by the Holy Spirit to go in a direction right now. Pastor Alex, will you come forward, please? I need him here and if there be any assistance. Mm-hmm. Raise your hands towards them. begin to pray, please. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you can come, shall me not? Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. For the word of the Lord comes to you, you've come to a nation to bring light into the place known for its sunshine. You've brought light and your light will spread. However, however, walk humbly before me, says the Lord. For today, this is your moment, this is your burning bush experience for the both of you. For this is the time that the mantle that you have desired will fall upon you. For as it was in the days of Elijah and Elisha, Elisha, Let there be a double portion of your spirit come upon me. Two times the prophetic utterance. Two times the understanding that's been released from the apostles of old through the church ages up to this moment. Twice the power of the spirit be upon you for the work that God has ordained for you and for these people who love you, you love them, and they love God. So here, in this time that I'm with you, I've been given the instruction to drop the mantle on you. And with us, you'll go out, you do many exploits, says the Lord. That which was hitherto impossible will now become possible. That, those things where you felt yourself frail, you thought you didn't have that ability, this day this message was also for you. In particular, because you're a leader, I'm going to raise you up, says the Lord. But you will walk humbly before me. Do not seek the promotion of men. Do not promote yourself, for promotion comes from the Lord. Do not exalt yourself. Let the promotion come from me, says the Lord. And in humility of the both of you, you will achieve much. The people will love you, for I've given you a heart of righteousness. I've given you the ability of the fear of the Lord. So the sevenfold Holy Spirit of the living God comes upon you. And the Lord says, this is the day of your impartation. But at the same time, this is the day in which authority will come upon you. For I will deal with any spirit of rebellion, I have told you now, any spirit of difficulty, any contrary spirit, whatever the devil sends against you. I'm releasing to you the mind of Christ. You'll be known as a man of wisdom. I'm releasing you understanding extraordinary. You will have insight. You will have foresight. And you will say, I perceive. I'm giving you the ability to discern accurately the word of God so that you may know that I have equipped you with authority and with power. This will be extraordinary because in these days, says the Lord, Many things in this earth, among the nations of the earth, displeases me. I am He who lives in the power of an endless life, endless life, says the Lord. Therefore, understand tonight, this day, should I say now, therefore understand, says the Lord, that you will walk in the light, but the light will come and shine through you. And there will be a presence of the Lord that is absolutely outstanding when you walk in the room they will know it they will feel it they will experience it and the demons will flee and you will destroy strongholds of old yes even of very old says the Lord that have claimed this territory even this nation whose bones are buried in this area therefore know this I am the resurrection and the life says the Lord the Holy Spirit will empower you in a moment and when this happens You will be as another man, the both of you. Your heart will change, and you'll be another person. You will prophesy, and the prophetic word will be with you. Apostolic understanding will be with you. But remember this. There is no power in the title, but there is power in the Lord your God. Christ will be your power. Christ will be your achievement. Nothing else that you can present to me would be of any value except Christ in you. My word that lives in the inside of you, I will greatly increase my word in you and both you and your wife will grow together and serve these people. And they will become strong through me, says the Lord, and you shall glorify me. For I have spoken of this in times gone by. I said it and I've done it. And I said these words, just take that for me, please. And I've said it. Right now, before I continue, let Mort continue there.
2: I just, as, as Harold was just praying over Alec, God said to me to pray for an impartation over Naomi. You will not fear people. You will not fear what people say. The spirit of boldness that God has given me, I ask him to give you a double portion of that. In Jesus' name. The spirit of wisdom, knowledge, discernment, that I've been walking in with my husband for many years, that is now coming upon you in Jesus' name. You are gonna become a mother in this church. You are gonna become a woman of wisdom. You are gonna have authority like you've never had before. And Naomi, wherever you go, there will be respect and reverence for what you say and what you do. And I pray now that God just give you a double portion as well. Amen. Amen.
1: Alex. Alex, look at me. Look up. Lord Jesus blessed be the name of the Lord shout hallelujah now come and give him praise I want you to make a joyful noise unto the Lord today when God is honored you will praise him in the morning, in the noontime in the evening, in the midnight, praise God forevermore can you say amen you you take it take the mic take it
0: Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we love you so much. Lord, we give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Father, I pray that you would bless every single person today. Go with them, Holy Spirit, and we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for everything that you've done in Jesus' mighty and precious name. And everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you tonight.